We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Sixth Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Sixth Man Show. Today is February 23rd, 2023. Luke, the Orlando Magic play basketball today for like the first time in what feels like forever. Yeah, you and I kind of just had the realization uh, right before hitting record here. Oh, yeah, this episode is going to go out and then we've got a game finally that night. I had that realization as I was rocking Cole, my son, not Cole Anthony, up in uh, his bedroom. And I was like, oh, wow, it's it's Wednesday. And then tomorrow we're back at it. So it's a relief. It's a relief. And, um, you know, we got a good episode planned little primer to get back into the the mood and the swing of things with magic basketball yeah it feels like it's been forever since the magic have played and i saw somebody talking about this i don't know if it was in our patreon uh in the discord or if it was on twitter but people talking about like oh it's kind of nice to get like a little bit of a break from the stress and i do (laughs) agree with that to a certain extent but i know tomorrow night i'm gonna sit down at about seven or what time does the game start tomorrow? We're on, we're at home, so it's going to be at seven. So yeah. about seven ten, because the games never start at seven. Right. About seven ten, I'll be like, ah, Magic Basketball is back. I missed this, so it's going to be really great. And favored so, I mean, by six and a half, by the way. You got to win these games. I know we're going to talk about that a little bit later on, mm-hmm. but you, you, there's no excuse to lose either of these games that are are coming nope. up this week. But later on in the episode. We had the man, the myth, the legend, Scooter Magruder, join the show uh, to talk about his experience in Salt Lake City during All-Star Weekend and just to talk about, hey, should the Magic push for the play-in? Should the Magic be tanking? Should they be trying to get better lottery odds as we go down the last 23 games of the season? So stay tuned for that. But before we get to that, let's talk about our watch party, Luke, that is coming up next Friday, March 3rd. We are going to be at Burton's. 801 East Washington Street in Orlando to watch the Magic take on the Charlotte Hornets. There's going to be giveaways. There's going to be $4 Michelob Ultra bottle specials. 
And these these watch parties, these six-man show Orlando Magic Michelob Ultra watch parties, as you all know, these are legendary watch parties. We are 4-1, the Magic are, at six-man show Orlando Magic Michelob Ultra watch parties. So you don't want to miss it. You want to come out again March 3rd, 6.30, Burton's 801 East Washington Street. Luke and I, we, we talked about this on the last episode. Our wives are, are now working together, which is amazing. But uh, we're we're ditching their little work event to be at this. So uh, yeah, don't tell them that you called it little. But yeah, we're ditching we're ditching the work event. They don't listen. Go- they don't listen. <laughs> uh, Jonathan, I know some people might be disappointed because up to this point, you and I have not done one of our famous menu watch party reviews. This is true. This is do, true. Do we want to take a, a, a few minutes here? For those of you that are looking for magic basketball content, you can roll your eyes for a few minutes. Jonathan and I are going to talk about this menu because we haven't. You and I haven't even talked about it personally together, which is pretty uncommon, honestly, when it comes to food menus. So, what what are you what are you looking at as um, far as Burton? Oh, man, I'm I'm perusing the menu right now. I mean, there's there's kind of a lot that gets me excited. So, <laughs> I'm guessing. Uh, Antojitos and botanas. I don't know what that means. I'm guessing it's appetizers because usually appetizers are are the first thing on the menu. I'm looking uh-huh. at this totopos, chips and salsa. Uh, I guess it's house made tomato, onion and cilantro verde, tomatillo jalapeno, uh, roasted chilies, red peppers, the jalapeno rellenos, stuffed fried jalapeno poppers with cotilla cheese, fine cream avocado ranch. And then as I scroll mm-hmm. down a little bit and we get into the uh, Tacos de Calle, the Brooklyn, which is barbecue glazed pork belly, shaved cabbage, pickled jalapeno, uh, I'm sorry, pickled vegetables, and then a salsa brave cilantro or salsa brave. Mm. I don't know what that is, but that sounds fire. The California fish tacos, three battered and fried mahi-mahi tacos, shaved cabbage, chipotle aioli, pico de gallo, radish cilantro. Mm. Ooh, I don't they, I don't know. There's a lot there's, going on here. There's a the Durango combo. I'm looking at that right now. Barbecue pork tostada, marinated grilled steak taco, quesadilla with queso, guacamole, pico, sour cream. This is it's a dangerous menu, folks. It's a dangerous menu. They've got uh, a taco burger, crispy tortillas, guacamole, house salsa. Chihuahua cheese. I've never heard of. Is it Chihuahua? I don't know. It looks like it's Chihuahua (laughs) cheese. Te quiero Taco Bell. Uh, Sour cream, (laughs) lettuce, and fries. That sounds great. Just Mm -hmm. so much going on here. What do you think avocado fries are? Do we really think it's fries with avocados on it? I don't know. Or do we think the avocado fried avocado? Because I'm about that. Yeah, and it's a side there. Um, I'm looking at the beefsteak cone avocado fries. It's marinated grilled steak, chimichurri, avocado fries, cotilla cheese, chipotle aioli. They got plantains, which I should be shocked at. But they got plantains at the pollo uh, al carbon, two grilled boneless chicken breasts, yellow rice, black beans, plantains. I don't even know how to pronounce the rest of that escabeche, stuff. Escabeche, onions. Yeah, and chimichurri. Churri. Uh, just... Good night. That's that's great. So there there you go, guys. For those of you that wanted it, you got it. 
I'm glad that we were able to to establish Burton's is Dude, like I don't know Hispanic that I'm done food. here. It's a molcajetes. <laughs> it's shrimp, scallops, fish, charred tomatoes, roasted corn, coconut milk. I the last time we did this, Jonathan, we had uh Ben. I think it was Ben Gifford from the show, or uh, who helps with our events and all of that. I think it was him that he texted in the guard group chat and was like, you guys legitimately spent like nine minutes just talking about the menu for, I think it was yeah. our last watch party. And we're like, yeah, we did. We absolutely did. Ben, you should know better. So cheers to you, Ben. And uh, here's another little menu segment for you. Let's get into the state of the magic Luke. So the magic did not play this week. They are still for, you know, the post all-star break has begun they're sitting at 24 and 35 on the season. They have the fifth worst record in the league. They are 13th in the Eastern Conference. Currently four games back of Toronto for the final play-in spot. They have an offensive rating on the season of 111.3, which ranks 25th in the league. They have a defensive rating of 113.9, which ranks 19th in the league. Overall net rating is negative 2.6, which is good for 25th in the league. Some magic news, Luke. Um, I'm going to start with the smaller news first because I think we're going to talk more about the second piece here. Admiral Schofield had his two-way contract converted to a standard NBA contract through the 2023-2024 season. So it's the rest of this year. I believe next year is not guaranteed. So if the Magic want to uh, basically waive Admiral after this season, they can do that. But super excited for Admiral. Dude definitely deserves it. Yeah, I mean, it's good to have him, right? Like, we talked about it even going back to Summer League where you could see him giving, you know, fiery speeches to the team and just really understands. He's been around the organization. Uh, Super happy for him. This is, like, genuinely, this becomes the life-changing stuff that happens for these guys that you get to see. And if you pay attention to, like, just, like, pay difference for Admiral, he'll be, I believe, on the veterans' Uh, minimum contract but regardless still more than than what he was getting as a two-way this is what these guys dream about and and so I'm just super happy for him as a person Uh, I think that he's a great guy to have in the locker room and you know small price to pay this this team's not giving them much and you have to fill roster spots and I'm glad that they've you know chosen to do a favor for Admiral and a favor for the locker room super happy for Admiral and there's another person because he's no longer a magic player that we're also super happy for even though we're kind of sad for us the magic this week uh, officially waived rj hampton and when he clears waivers uh tomorrow he's going to be signing with detroit so by all accounts he won't be cleared to play uh did i say toronto or did i say or did i I, i'm thinking toronto in my brain for some reason but it's detroit it's the detroit pistons we play them tomorrow he won't be able to play against the magic luckily no rj hampton revenge game <laughs> but just super happy for rj hampton I, I, i'm not really understanding the like hate or like some of the negativity that we're seeing around like rj like we tweeted out like hey like we were wishing this kid the best of luck we know you're gonna do great in your next opportunity and some people are like no he's not he's not good like people are forgetting like the first like i don't know 10 15 games of the season where rj hampton was like legitimately our best guard like he was playing better than Cole Anthony. Jalen Suggs was in and out of the lineup. Like RJ Hampton to start the year was like really playing really, really well was night and day from what we saw in summer league this year where we were like, kick this, like 
cut this guy, get him off the roster. He's getting worse somehow. Mm-hmm. But to start the year, like before Markel came back, before Jalen and Cole got healthy, like RJ was legitimately the best guard on the roster. And there's just no way to stay in a rhythm and play to any kind of standard consistently when you are in and out of the lineup the way that he was. Even when basically everyone was out of the lineup, this kid was still barely getting minutes. And I don't I don't know about you, Luke, but I don't get that. Like, it's a small camp of Magic fans that are, are saying stuff like this, but I don't really get that. Yeah, I don't get it either. Um, I it's weird you know like you like you said he was one he was arguably the best guard there while you at the beginning of the season it's uh it really just it it sucks to see that people are just like all of a sudden just trying just because he's gone like now are just talking crazy about rj hampton um he deserved better with this organization but it just got to a point where like you had to make a decision on guards so really stinks it's the the business of it all and i know that's something we've been saying a lot of but it is like you you get attached to these guys and then all of a sudden they're out the door so uh but i'm like you said very happy for him and to see what happens when he goes to detroit and and i think he can earn some minutes here as he's going to be a free agent this coming off season so we'll see what he can do from everything that we've heard it was like very much that the magic decided to continue to invest in the other younger guards you know jalen suggs Cole Anthony, obviously you have Markel Fultz, you have Gary Harris. We didn't see Terrence Ross in the lineup. And for anybody who's wondering like, oh, you know, why wasn't he in the lineup even though he was playing well, it just came down to the fact that the Magic were not going to continue to invest playing time into RJ Hampton. You saw them assign him multiple times to the Lakeland Magic just so that he could continue to play, like to do as right by RJ as they possibly could getting him playing time in Lakeland. The kid just desperately wanted to play. I saw him once at uh, when I went down to Lakeland to watch uh, you know, Jonathan Isaac's return. I said, hey, RJ, you know what's going on? How are you? And he's like, I'm free. Like I'm getting to play. Like That's all the kid wanted. He wanted to play basketball. And there's a, a road to him getting minutes in Detroit. Like you know, They've got young guards there. Cade is obviously out for the season. I know they have Killian Hayes. RJ Hampton like is going to be competing, you know, with Killian Hayes, I think, you know, four minutes, uh, you know, they're going to want to get a look at him. You know, they're going to be signing him the last 23 games of the season. You want to get a look at, at RJ Hampton. And I know you and I both believe that given time and given the right opportunity and situation, RJ Hampton is a legitimate ro- like rotation player in the NBA. So it sucks that it didn't work out here. It's, you know, when we talk about, RJ is gone. Uh, you know, now some of the other guys are gone. Like kind of a a swing and a miss, I guess, in in some respect by the front office. Like you traded Aaron Gordon for Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and what is it like a 2025 first round pick from Denver, if I'm not mistaken. And what do you have to show for it right now? I mean, that Denver pick probably like won't be that great. You have Gary Harris, who you may or may not keep after this year and the reports around the time that the trade happened was like RJ Hampton needed to be included in that deal. I believe it was Jeff Weltman who made it clear that RJ Hampton was not like a throw in for us. Like Denver was kind of reluctant to give him up and he was someone that they had were, you know, that was sought after by the magic in that deal. And now he's gone for absolutely nothing. The magic don't get anything in return. So 
kind of a swing and a miss on the front office's mm-hmm. half, but I'm just happy that RJ is going to get an opportunity somewhere else because he's a good kid and he deserves it. All right, want to go ahead and give a quick shout out to the folks that help financially support the Six Man Show and help us do all the things that we do. If you listen to our last episode, we just did an awesome giveaway exclusively for our patrons. We hit 100 patrons, so a big shout out to everyone that has supported along the way. Uh, And if you want to join the Patreon community and get some of our uh, benefits that we offer, you can find us at patreon.com slash the Six Man Show. Part of our benefits for our Hall of Fame tier and elite tier patrons is we shout them out on every episode, which we'll start by shouting out the Court Cousins, who are going to be in town this week for the Pistons game and for the Pacers game. So make sure that you guys seek those guys out and say what's up and thank them for all the content that they put out. But shout out to Court Cousins, Armin, Carson Tulo, Jonathan Borges, Normal Magic Player History, Julio Gabe Gaines, Michael Miller, or Michael Martin, sorry, Michael Martin, Jamel Miller, Michael Salapon, The Distract, Donkey Punch Dave, it's not okay K to say Okiki, Pierre A, Migzors, Nostalgia, and M&Ms, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Lil Penny, Eduardo Sanchez, Drum, Danimal, Dutto 15, Bobby Skinner, Goaty 93, Teddy Sylvia, Eric Lopez, Fuchsia, Juan Gerardo, Bill Fulton, Edmund Lagone, Jose Esquilin, Destined for Greatness, Caleb Pete, Cannibalism, Ty, Mr. TV, Joe Rothfuss, ESPN Really Sucks, Gear 95, Shred, Junior Bruce, Half Recon, Shahin 177, Bowlby the Don, Himlo Ban Himro, R Improv two two one, Ray Pastrana, Magic Kid seven one four, Let's Bank Don't Tank, Soft Taco, Jesse, Barry M, Johnny B, Fuego Nando, Phantom Wolf seventy two, Irish Magic Mike, Austin Lampy, Random Hustle, and Bull Bull. His first name is his last name. Big shout out to all of our patrons. You can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. Luke, let's get into our conversation with Scooter Magruder. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And we are back with the man, the myth, the legend, fresh off his first all-star appearance, Scooter Magruder. What's going on, man? How was uh, Salt Lake? Listen, I am glad to be back in the humidity with fellow magic fans 
don't know if you guys know this, but they were dogging the magic all all-star. Like I was on an island by myself <laughs> defending, saying the dynasty starts soon. I'm glad to be home. Let's just put it like that. I, I saw you wearing the the Duvin merch from that collab, that drop. What what was that like? Did like is that the reason that a lot of people were talking to you? They like saw the magic stuff or they asked about it, and that's how that conversation started. No, actually. So I had gotten that stuff. One of my friends is actually, I don't know what he is in the company, but <laughs> like we went to high school and he's I don't know if he started it or what he is, but I just know he's in the company. So I was like, you know what? I didn't do an Instagram post for you guys. Let me let me get you guys some type of stuff. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna wear this. To mm-hmm. this stadium, to All Star, it was all pre-planned, right? Mm-hmm. Let me see what I can do. Every now and again, you have to do something outrageous as an influencer, you know, just to just to make sure you keep it spicy, keep it fresh. This was that. It was thirty degrees. I said, I don't care. I'm wearing the Duvin fit for the gram. There we go. Scooter, what did what all were you doing at All Star? We talked a little bit about before we started recording. You're like, I was here, I was there. Like, what all were you doing at uh at Salt Lake? Bruh. Okay, so let's back up. I actually went to All Star with the NBA. So the NBA actually flew me out. And the reason they did that is because they had another NBA house on site. So if you recall, I was actually one of the influencers, a part of the first ever NBA house, and this was its own thing. Uh, A lot of different creators went over there and we made content together. So they did like an all-star version of that. So they had a little house where different influencers were coming. They had some basketball players come through just to like hype up the whole all-star game. So that's what I was there for. We actually got to go through all the drills for the like rising star, we went through all the drills. Uh, I got bodied on the three pointer. I actually have that footage too. So it's just, I, I'm just, I'm wondering if I should put it out and expose myself or <laughs> I'm not sure, but it was a very hype event. We went through all of that. We did like a little, even the dunk contest. I think our dunk contest was better than the actual dunk contest. Cause they had the influencer doing the dunk contest. So we were just there getting some content, hyping up the all-star, the all-star event though. Yeah. You said that you, now what do you mean? It was better than the dunk on like who was, did they have professional dunkers or no, they what? had influencers? So they brought out some like, so uh, everybody hates Chris, right? Mm-hmm. One of the best dunkers in the world. He was doing some of the dunks mm-hmm. and there were actually talks about having influencers in the dunk contest but I guess some NBA players were getting upset or so. I don't know. (laughs) I really don't know the specifics, but I do know that there should be something with these influencers because these influencers, this is what they do, right? Mm -hmm. Basketball players, they play basketball. These dunkers, they train in this. They have some of the best dunks I've ever seen in my life. Even Mac McClung, you go look at his dunk packages uh, that he's been doing. These are some elite dunks. So, yeah, our dunk contest was better. I'm just saying. They, these guys were doing some wild stuff. So all-star break aside, Paolo Bancaro, Franz Wagner, you know, those guys got a, a few days off. 
The rest of the boys got a nice, you know, what is it, eight, nine-day break, and now they're back at it on Thursday playing against the Detroit Pistons, playing against soon-to-be R.J. Hampton's Detroit Pistons, although I don't think he's going to be ready to make his debut Thursday against the Magic. Luckily, we don't need an R.J. Hampton revenge game. But, Scooter, just kind of walk me through what your emotions have been like so far through the first, what are we, almost to 60 games now? Okay, yeah, so... Real quick, though, before we get into that, I did meet Paolo at All-Star. So there okay. was a Jordan event. Uh, Paolo is signed to Jordan, and he was talking, chopping it up. I was like, yo, Paolo, you good? What's well, good? Listen, Dynasty, three years. I'm for real. Stop playing. <laughs> see me? Because I see you. All right. Also, I might interview you in a couple weeks. Let me know. Okay? Chop. But, yeah, so I met Paolo. But let's go back to the magic, all right? What are my thoughts on the magic? First of all, I'm sad we traded Mo for a second round pick. Wow. I knew I like I'm friends with Mo. I know Mo's manager. So I was just like, bro, second round pick. This is what we're doing. But I understand, right? They're trying to save some money, trying to save the salary. I think he was hitting for 14 million or something next year. Okay, I get that. RJ, we just release RJ. It's like, bro, we couldn't. Okay. And then Terrence Ross, it's just like. What are we doing? We No one wanted Terrence Ross, bro. But at the end of the day, I understand we're doing these uh, doing these players a favor, right? These guys have been uh, loyal Magic fans. So let them go where they want to go. It just so happens RJ goes to Detroit, another young team. Personally, I feel like we have an abundance of guards. So we had to do something, right? RJ was not getting that much playing time as it stands. To me, this is a favor for RJ. I hope he thrives in Detroit, except when we're playing him Mm -hmm. as a whole, though. Okay. And this is where we might diverge. Okay. I've been chopping it up with my camera, my cameraman as well. And I need to get your guys' opinions. Our boy, Jonathan, as well. Yes. Jonathan Marie Salmon. Shout out to Jonathan Salmon. But here's where we are. Okay. We're very close to the play in game, right? We could, we could easily, we could easily make the playoffs. We can easily, this is not without, this is within reach. But then you look on the other side and it's like top three pick is also within reach. And this is one of the most stacked drafts. I've been doing my due diligence. We get Victor Wimbanyama. It's a wrap. All right. We are, that accelerates the timeline two, three years. Okay. Even Scoot Henderson. It's a wrap. I saw Scoot Henderson. They were playing in the Rising Stars game. I saw Scoot Henderson. This man is explosive, okay? So that is basically what I feel like Magic fans are deciding right now. It's like, do we make the play-in? Maybe we get bounced round one. Maybe we, of course, we're going to win game one, as we always do. But maybe we get bounced. Is it worth it to make the play-in game lower our chances of getting potentially one or two, or one of the two trans, like generational talents is what they're calling them. So I don't know. I don't know. I like how the players are meshing. I like what Paolo's doing. I like what Franz is doing. They're lighting They're lighting it up. And that is really our future right there, Paolo and Franz. It's those two. Fultz is a beast coming into his own, okay? Wendell is doing Wendell things. Do not let 
Jonathan Isaac come back to full strip because this man is KD light. I'm trying to tell you guys, people forget about Jonathan Isaac. Free injury. Kevin Durant comparisons. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Now, he has been injured for a couple years. He needs some time to get back. But do not sleep on Jonathan Isaac. All right. We have the pieces. We don't even need an all-star. We are homegrown. And out of all the young teams in the league, all right, you look at Detroit, you look at Houston, you look at OKC. We have the best pieces, okay? We don't know about Chet and OKC. They have Shea, and Shea's killing it, okay? But we have Paolo. We have Franz. Don't even let Bobo come into the question because this man, all right, he's going to figure it out. And when he does, it's a wrap. I've been talking too much. What is the next question? <laughs> I, uh, I'm, listen, Scooter. Scooter's preaching right now. He is. He is. But you're listing a lot of great things. Like a lot of things to me, I would, I just want to make the play in. I want to make the play in. I want to see what this team can do. Here's my question. Here's mm. my question, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Would you rather make the play in or have higher odds of getting Victor Wimbanyama. That that's the thing, right? Like that obviously that is the question and in, in question here, right? But the 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 thing with this is that you've got to you've only got so much room on this roster. We've already had to ship guys off like RJ Hampton, get them out of here because we there's no minutes. Like you said, guard heavy, whatever. I just think this team is roster heavy. This team is deep. And so I, I think that eventually you're like, I just don't want to know what you do and who you cut ties with. If you are bringing in two top 10 picks this off season, do you put all your eggs in the basket, developing them no matter what and cutting ties with who knows, right? Are you cutting ties with Cole Anthony or are you cutting ties with Jalen Suggs or it, it just, you become this juggling act. Like I think you already have so many young assets. I honestly wouldn't mind this in this upcoming draft trading both of your top 10 picks for an established shooter, uh, a star. I, I think you could do did it. Did you just say, you, did you just say trade our pick? This is Victor Wimbanyama. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you've seen these highlights. If it, if but... it is Victor, it is different, but okay. I will say okay. you still, but you still have to navigate. Like who are we keeping around and who are we developing? You're still bringing more in. And you and see I what San Antonio has done to get in position for Victor. They see what I see. They said, look, we don't care who we have to move. We are going to try and get Victor. So if I'm seeing other organizations selling out, really selling out, look at what, uh, bro, if they're selling out, they must know something. There's something they know. And so I'm just looking at this and I'm like, play in or it's the thing is, it's not even Victor. Okay. It's not even just Victor. It's Scoot, Scoot Henderson. It's not even Scoot. Both of those twins are elite. I don't know if you've been following the OTE league at all, but those twins are a problem. So it's like, if we can land one of those twins, who knows? 
what can happen. Um, but I do hear what you're saying. We do have a deep roster. What do we do if we get Scoot Henderson? Then if we're back right back where we are when we had RJ, right? Mm-hmm. An abundance of guards. Yeah. It's and last point, and then Jonathan, uh, I I know that you 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 have probably your your answer as well. I man, I just I don't know. I don't know what this looks like. I don't know that that's the thing. Like this team is just there's so much you could do. Why not push for the play in as hard as you can? And if you happen to get the fifth pick, you get the fifth pick. Like there's a ten percent chance right now the Magic get the number one pick with the odds they have. Like what fifth worst record in the league. And 14% for one. That's not a big percentage difference. I just think that you can afford to do that push because the percentages aren't that crazy. And we know we're very familiar with the lottery. You could tank as hard as you want, but you might still get the fifth pick. Mario you Or you can tank as hard as you want and you get Paolo Bancaro, right? You get Victor Weminyama. It's a lottery and you got to play. And I, I think that, you know, it's just worth it if you are able to give this team a, a taste of postseason experience because they're already hungry. And then once they experience it, they're going to be so much more hungry at that point. I, I think you really can't go wrong, um, but it would hurt to fully tank and then end up with the fifth or sixth pick. It Who just, would you trade? You, you mentioned earlier you would trade both the picks for a superstar. Who would you trade both picks for right now if you could? I don't know. I don't know what the market's like. It's it's tough because you don't know if if we're talking. Am I talking a, a top three pick? Am I talking a five? Like I don't know. I don't Let's know what's out there. Say we get the number two pick and the number ten pick. What are well, we doing? Well, then you're taking you're taking Scoot. Like you can't trade two. Yeah. Okay. So number three and ten. We have the number three and the number ten pick. What are we doing? Scooter, I know you want an answer. I just don't know if I can give it to you, man. I don't, I don't know if I can give because, like you said, the, the Thompson twins, like you have so much out there that that is on the table. I wonder if you they look around, you get the third pick, then you trade your tenth or ninth, whatever that Bulls pick conveys to. We'll see what they can do now that they've you know got another addition to the roster that's going to hope to to move the needle for them. But in Pat Bev, but I don't know, man. Jo- Jonathan, what do you what do you think in regard to all of this? Well, so I don't want to I don't want to steal other people's ideas, but I, I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. and I think he was talking to Rosillo, and they were talking about how with the the salary cap and the new collective bargaining agreement, you know, set to take place, you know, in a couple of seasons, that Jalen Brown's extension is going to fall like just short of that, so he would basically be taking like a something like a twenty twenty five percent discount if he signs that extension rather than waiting to hit free agency. And if Boston becomes nervous that they're going to lose Jalen Brown, then maybe they start taking offers on Jalen Brown. Now, is Boston a team that's going to trade Jalen Brown away for two lottery picks and a young player? I don't know. Maybe they take those picks in those young players and they try to trade for somebody else to bring in and help Tatum. But three and 10 for Jalen Brown, I would take a long, long look at that. I don't know about you, Scooter. I'm not. I'm not opposed to that. I'm not opposed <laughs> scooter, to that. So scooter, we're getting somewhere it. here. But, okay, this is why I really like the Scoot Henderson, the Victor Wimbanyama, even if we get one of the twins, why I like it. Because the difference is, if we draft a player, right, we have all the money now to re-sign this homegrown roster, as opposed to if we trade the picks, now we got to pay Jalen Brown. 
we have to pay him all of that money now. So that's the only payoff. It's like if we somehow are able to land Victor or Scoot, we literally have our home. We don't need Jalen Brown. We have our own homegrown. We are the new uh, Warriors. We are the Warriors of the East. And all of a sudden, everyone's always been a Magic fan their whole life. Big I can't true. wait for that. Because no, I, I have receipts. I have all of the receipts. Plenty of them. I think I would say if you would if you could guarantee that I'm getting Victor or Scoot, it's it's not a question. Like 23 games left, I can deal with you know another month and a half of pain for for one of those guys. Absolutely. Now, if you tell me that the Magic get really close to the play-in after starting five and twenty, then I feel like we we've been talking about dynasty, right? You told Paolo, three years away. You turn the season around like that, I feel that much more confident in this core moving forward. But we've also been talking about on the pod where you can kind of have your cake and eat it too. Right now, the Magic have the fifth worst record in the league. Right now, if the lottery was today, they would have a 10.5% chance of securing the number one overall pick. Even if you jump Indiana you know, and you, you finish what, 12 in the Eastern Conference, you have a 9.5% chance. So you're only losing 1% if you get a little bit closer to the play-in. And I think just in terms of meaningful games, getting this young team that experience, I think that can go a long way too. But for us, it's kind of like the duality of the end of the season here because it's really great if you almost make the play-in or make the play-in. But even if you don't, And Luke and I talked about this on the last episode. The Magic have 23 games left. They probably need to go like 14 and 9 or or 15 and and 8 over these last 23 games to have a real chance at making the play-in. Magic have been playing close to 500 basketball for the last couple of months. They would need a pretty large improvement to have that kind of record over the last few weeks of the season here. I think it's a it's a win win. You either get that experience for your young guys, or this you're, you're getting thing. two two more uh, chances at the you know uh, top two top three pick. I hear you. I definitely hear you. But you guys are gonna have to refresh my memory, okay? Because I have some PTSD as it comes to uh, winning games late in the season. Because what year was it? <clears throat> Everyone was like. No, let's win the last game for pride. It was the Luca L- year. Literally nothing on the nut. They're like, oh, we just need to win for pride. And there, it was like split. 50% win of the Magic Frank. fans were like, let's win for pride. And I'm over here like, no, let's get a better draft pick. We get Luca. What the heck is going on? And we won. And our odds dropped. And so I'm like, bruh. What the heck? So I just don't want it to be a similar situation where it's like, okay, yeah, 1% difference. All of a sudden, now we got the fifth pick. And I'm like, bruh, here we go. Yeah. We we could have had Scoot. We could have had Victor. Okay. 
So that's here's, the only thing. Because I, I, it's fair. I remember here, right? But I, I hear what you're saying, right? Like that would just be unfortunate. But at the same time, and it's unfortunate that it happened. But at the same time, you not only at this point, then if you're starting to look at that conversation, you not you, you have to stop looking at how far you are from the plan, um, and you have to start looking at how far are we from getting better odds. This team's far from getting better odds, right? Like you're seven and a half games ahead of Charlotte. You're nine games ahead of Detroit. You're 10 games ahead of San Antonio. And Houston is in another universe. San Antonio's going for it, man. San Antonio's going for something. That's the thing, right? But but that's what I'm saying. Like even you have only 23 games left. These teams are going to continue to do what they're doing, continue their dissension. I just don't think you catch them. So at this point, it's kind of like, let's just go for the plan. Like we're we're That's here. Fair. Like you That's know, fair. I don't want to. I don't want to just plummet to the earth and and for nothing. Like we don't move anywhere. This team starts to get tired of losing these last twenty three games even more. They had momentum. I just want momentum going into the the next season. I I need it. All if I'm we lose is... like twenty three games straight, I'm starting to feel a little bit different about Paolo and Franz. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I can't watch these guys lose twenty three straight. That would be a travesty. Man, Paulo, I think Paulo, when we selected Paulo Boncaro and it was that smoke screen and no one had any idea, including Paulo, I think that was one of, we're going to look back on that and say that was one of the best moments in magic history, honestly, because in my opinion, it's Paulo's rookie of the year to lose. It's not even close. Um, if you look at what he's done in comparison to Jabari Smith Jr., uh, it's just night and day. It's night and day. And so I definitely have to tip my hat to the management for that because I didn't even know. I thought we were going Jabari Smith all, all day. Jabari Smith Jr., I thought that yeah. that was our guy. And then come to find out, they knew something I did not. And, man, what a get. What a get. Scooter, last thing I want to ask you here. You've done a couple of social media spots recently. Uh, one of them was the NBA house showing off the handles a little bit. Mm. They, they're looking pretty nice, you know, Kyrie-esque, if I may. Um, <laughs> how, how long have you been working on the handles? Is this something like recently or at your, your bag always been this deep? See, that's the thing. All right, you have these content creators, and as content what they do is they just play 1v1 or like 3v3, 5v5, right? That's their content. That's what they do. I do that for fun, okay? So if I were to start making content where I'm bodying and crossing over people, it might get to the point where this is not really fun anymore, right? So that's my like safe haven, okay? I'm a hooper. You can and will get these buckets, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to just start all of a sudden 1v1-ing every YouTuber ever in existence. But hey, if there's a basketball and there's a hoop and you want to you wanna go one out, we can do it, right? So that's Did any of I'm them want to do it? What's that? Did it, I knew. I know you were asking them to 1v1. Did they, any of them do it? Who? Any of the creators. Did you 1v1? Oh, yeah, so I 1v1 Cash, Cash Nasty. Shouts out to Cash. Very nice beating him. Uh, but most of the other creators, and this is the thing for All-Star 2, like All-Star is a spectacle. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the ratings for All-Star. One of the lowest ranked All-Stars ever, right? Which is why they're bringing in people like me to hype hype things up. But the problem is with All-Star is that it's a spectacle. 
Meaning like you got these guys there, they're tired. Like they are literally getting shuffled from event to event to event. And that's not even saying if they want to stay out late, right? And they want to vibe with everyone. It's just so much where before you just have these guys come in and then they play, right? Now it's such a spectacle to where it like, it makes sense to come Sunday night. These people don't want to go hard. They're tired. I was tired and I was doing, I wasn't even playing basketball. I'm just doing the skills challenges and some little things like that. So I understand they, I think they will figure it out, like how to best manage things and how to get this game more competitive, do things of that nature. Uh, But it's just so much. And I understand, I understand completely why that game was played like that because all-star weekend is wild. You are running there's an event happening every other hour. People, like I met so many people. I literally met so many people this weekend. It was probably the best week ever for networking for me, ever. That includes going to VidCon, Playlist Live, all these places with all these other creators. All-Star is where you want to be because you can meet and network with so many people. Uh, and I just thank I thank God for letting me have this opportunity and shout out to the NBA for bringing me because I'm going to do so many things because of this opportunity. Mm. Well, we're looking forward to seeing it, Scooter. What do you have coming up next? And and let our listeners know where they can find you. Absolutely. So you can find all the stuff that I'm posting at Scooter Magruder. That's just Scooter. And then M-A-G-R-U-D-E-R. There is no C in Magruder. That's on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I'm trying to edit this all-star vlog. I just have so much content. So you'll get a better idea of exactly how wild all-star weekend is and like what everything is going on. Uh, But after that, be on the lookout for a resurgence in the scooter gaming channel. Stop playing at scooter gaming everywhere. And also we'll have some NBA playoffs coming down the line as well as just some off-season NFL content. The Dallas Cowboys are winning the Super Bowl. Eagles sit down. Exactly. He's a grown man. Scooter Magruder, thank you for joining the show, man. Appreciate you guys for having me. Dynasty starts in three years. I'm so serious. Let's go. Awesome conversation with our buddy Scooter. Scooter, thanks again for coming on the show, man. And just thanks for all that you do for the Orlando Magic community and the Orlando Magic fans, like really putting on for Magic fans. Luke, always a good time talking with our good buddy Scooter. Yeah, man. It's like you said, good to have him that, you know, able to represent the organization in this way um, and just be a a big personality that, you know, helps get us, uh, you know, as the Magic attention. Um, And, you know, he's he's a diehard. He he loves this team. He's a huge fan of this team. And I'm glad that, you know, the NBA has recognized that and honors that and, you know, given him more of a platform than he already has by doing things like All-Star Weekend. Just really good to talk with him as always. A massive dub having Scooter on the show. You know what else is a massive dub is every day after massive Orlando Magic dubs, you can get 50% off your online order from Papa John's with code MAGICWIN. After the Magic beat the Detroit Pistons on Thursday, Friday afternoon, you're feeling like some lunch or you don't want to worry about what you're doing Friday night for dinner, use that 50% off Papa John's magic win code. Get 50% off. 
I'm hoping that I didn't jinx that game now that we've kind of put that out there, Luke. Yeah. It's been a while since we've done voicemails. Um, if you mm-hmm. didn't know, you can call and leave us a voicemail. Um, we get it. We see it. Liable to put it on the show. Uh, 407-603-1189 is the number. First, Luke, we've got a, a voicemail from our boy Jay. Hey, Jonathan. Hey, Luke. Uh, my name is Jay, and uh, I just wanted to leave you guys a brief voicemail, let you know how much of a fan I am. I'm really uh, impressed with your guys' show, and uh, and I watch regularly. Just wanted to give you guys an attaboy. See ya. An attaboy. I'm never I, mad at an attaboy. I love a good attaboy. Attaboy? Just truly love a good attaboy. I appreciate you, Jay. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate you uh, tuning in. And if you ever have a question and want to call back in, you know, let us know. And the next question here comes from our buddy Carson. I think this is our patron, Carson uh, Carson Tulo, if I'm not mistaken. What's up, guys? It's Carson from uh, Huntsville, Alabama. I'm calling because on Twitter, I don't understand why so many Magic fans wanted to keep Patrick Beverly. Um, I understand that he can really solidify a team for a playoff push. But what more could he offer this team than that? I don't know what minutes he would take up or what he would offer this team long term, but I'm glad we bought him out. Uh, if you're upset about it, uh, you can hate me for it, but I don't really care. But uh, go Magic, and uh, hopefully we can make this play and run. Carson with the the hot take. He said, I don't care if you hate me for it. Luke, what do you what do you think about the the Pat Bev thing now that he's he's been waived? Now, is it unfortunate Pat Beverly ended in Chicago? Who call Pat Bev what you want? You can troll him, whatever. He's going to help this team, uh, especially Lonzo Ball now out officially for the remainder of the year. I believe that's what the reports were um, that they're basically sidelining him the rest of the year. So he's going to help. He's going to help that team, and is he going to help them make the plan? I don't know, but but he very well could. So that's going to kind of hurt, right? Like you you cut ties with the guy that is going to help basically your competitor in the East make the plan maybe and lessen your chances of that happening. It's possible. But at the same time, um, he's a free agent this offseason. So I don't, I don't know. Like It's not like he was going to be a long-term thing. I don't. I just don't know. Like this team's guard heavy, and that's something that we talked about with with Scooter. You just hate would hate to stunt the development. You know these last twenty three games. Any good opportunity down the stretch to win big games and be in contention for the plan and eliminate one of these guards from being able to do that to bring in Pat Bev. So it, I, I just it's it's unfortunate for the Magic, but I don't fault this front office at all for not bringing him in and keeping him. It is a it was purely, you know, cap space move to to get rid of Mo Bamba. The Lakers wanted to, you know, dish out Pat Bev in the process, and now Pat Bev gets a chance to try to make the playoffs. I did think he'd go to more of a contender. He said on his podcast uh, that it was either Warriors or Bulls for him, and he chose the Bulls because he was going to get more minutes and could help them make the playoffs. So Pat Bev's trying to make it those minutes. In these final twenty three games, and and hope that he can you know in turn swing it for a, a you know a good contract. We'll see what he's able to do. But yeah, I, I agree with Carson. I don't I don't see any point that the Magic would have had to keep him. 
I feel like there's become like this, like he's been like, like become like this mythological figure, Patrick Beverly after like the Minnesota thing, like after like joining Minnesota or, or was he traded in Minnesota and then, then they made the playoffs. Like all of a sudden people have it in their mind that like adding Patrick Beverly to your team is just like going to make your team so much better. And he's going to take these like bad teams to the playoffs, like just being on the team. Like, in in Minnesota last year, nine point two points per game, shot forty percent from the floor, shot thirty four percent from the three point line. Like, yes, the value that Pat Beverly brings you is like the edge. It's like the defensive capabilities and like this. I guess like this locker room presence that like he never was this before. Like the one year in Minnesota didn't really help the Lakers this year is a career 8.7 points per game scorer, career 41% from the floor, like a, a good, I guess, decent three-point shooter, 37%, you know, for his career. Like, yes, the Magic needs shooting, but, like, who are you bumping out of the rotation in terms of our guards? Markel Fultz, no. Gary Harris, no. Cole Anthony, no. Jalen Suggs, no. Right. Like, I feel like Let's- push comes to shove. If one of our guards go down, like, Kevon Harris gives you like 80% of what Patrick Beverly does for a tenth of the price, and you've already got him on the roster. As soon as we traded for Pat Bev, in my mind, I'm like, all right, he's getting waived. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was that was a thought. And I will say, like, I do think he will help the Bulls. Um, I and like you said, I, I think it is the maybe the locker room presence, uh, his ability to to make the right play. Um as well, just being a veteran, making the right play. If you look at it, um, you know, this year, less than a turnover, a game, a few assists, like he's not going to sell the game for you. Um, now, and I, I just feel like a lot of fans of teams love him. Like when they, when they have him, um, at least as of late, like you said, the Minnesota run where they, they make the, what is it, they win the play in or whatever and he's jumping on stuff and going crazy and celebrating like they won the finals he just like you said he brings that edge but I, I think that he he'll do good for the bulls in these final 20 you know 20 whatever games they have left but all in all this is a move for him to improve his contract in the upcoming year and you're not sacrificing the minutes of those young guys and and the value of these games down the stretch for Patrick Patrick Beverly to essentially just be gone soon. Yeah, I know Alex Caruso, he's been missing time. You know, Goran Dragic, uh, he's day-to-day right now on their roster. So, like, they definitely need another guard. We talked about, you know, Russell Westbrook potentially going to, to the Bulls and could argue what kind of impact Russ would have had. But I think it's, like, addition by subtraction. Like, even though you're bringing in another guy, like, less of Kobe White, I think a lot of Bulls fans would probably agree is is a good thing. So Pat Bev kind of eating up some of those backup guard minutes is going to help them, but they're they're like really in a, a different situation. And like the way that yeah. Jalen's been playing lately, the way that Cole Anthony has been playing lately, I'm not giving Pat Bev minutes over those guys. And he's not he's not as not near not nearly as good as Gary Harris or Markel Fultz. So it's just like it's a like non-conversation for me. Yeah. 
Well, thanks, Carson, for calling in, and thanks, Jay, for calling in. Again, if you guys want to um, call and leave a voicemail to you know get your question answered on the show, you can call us at 407-603-1189. Uh, but, Luke, a um, couple of games this week. I know we've talked about these games kind of ad nauseum because it's been so long since we've had games. But Thursday, you're home for Detroit. Saturday, you're home for Indiana. Has your win mind them. changed about either of those games? No, you got to win. You got to win. Uh, am I nervous about coming off a break and how this team has been coming off a break so far this year? Yes, I am nervous. I I don't know. It, it feels too good to be true. You know, being favored six and a half points, regardless of who the team is. As a Magic fan, if you have paid any attention to betting lines the last two years, this is crazy. So to see that, like, we're getting the respect. The last 10 years, even against, I mean, good grief. Well, I was, yeah, I knew. I just knew if I said that, that people would be like, yeah, what about the playoff years? Um, but, yeah, so, you know, I, I, th- you need to win this game. And it was good to hear Mosley after their practice yesterday just very much just talk about how good this the, the practice went good to get the guys back getting them acclimated i'm hoping that the whole good practice thing plays into a good game thing um and you got goga in his first game for the magic we'll see if he gets minutes what does that look like he talked mostly talked about it he's big on decision makers good decision makers it's a huge buzzword thing that he's been saying all season starting in training camp and he talked about goga um, having good vision for his size, knowing the right play. Goga, by the way, I texted you guys this last night, late last night, I think. Goga looks 35. The guy just looks like he's just been around for a while. And what did I say? What did he say? Like 23, 24, something like that. So uh, I'm interested to see that. That's a storyline that you get to see tomorrow play out. Where is he going to fit in? See, yeah, he's he's 23. So I don't know. I don't know what is to come for Goga, but uh, the Magic gave him a little bit of a contract and brought him on. Saw saw that. We'll see if they can give him a chance. They said that Rick Carlisle said he's a great player um, in terms of just for what he is. Like He's a good player. He's able to make the right reads, bring energy, anything you want him to do. He'll kind of stay in his lane and do his thing and you know help help the team win. So I'm I'm interested to see. So as we're recording this, um, just about 20 minutes ago, Orlando Magic PR tweeted out that the Magic have assigned Caleb Houston to the Lakeland Magic. I don't mm-hmm. love that. I know there's not a ton of minutes available for Caleb, but in the instance that somebody goes down or like we know Jonathan Isaac is only going to play 14, you know, 15 minutes in, in this game probably, I'd just rather see Caleb Houston than Chuma Okeke right now, if I'm being very honest. Well... And it felt like he was like starting to get a rhythm and gain confidence. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, we'll see, right? Like, if it's a mistake, it's a mistake. They'll recall him. They sent him down once already in January. So, you know, I get that, we'll, but it's like fresh off the All Star break. Get this kid some minutes. The last twenty three games. What if What if Jonathan Isaac comes out and he plays like fifteen plus minutes? If he plays seventeen fun, huh? minutes, all it'll be acceptable. Anything less, I, I won't be happy. You won't be happy. We got to get this kid to 20 minutes before the end of the year. 20 minutes a game before the end of the year. 
Yeah. To give you guys an idea, though. Caleb like the last Houston, 10 games, he needs to be playing like 20 minutes a game. Caleb Houston, his last 10 games. Uh, 2.33s a game, 47.8%. Pretty good, I think. Guy can just catch and shoot that thing. Stroke that you thing, know, Caleb. Stroke that thing, Kazo. I... Uh, yeah, maybe you're right about the whole Caleb Houston down to Lakeland thing being a little concerning. But also, like I said, just as easy as they go down, they can come up. True. And um, then we'll, you know, I'm interested to see how that plays out. See, there's a lot of storylines to look at for tomorrow. So, I don't know. All right, let's end it. For Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys have been listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See you. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sixth Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!